Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 176 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. It is great to have you here. And as you may have guessed, if you heard last week's episode of the podcast, we are back for the second part of a discussion that I recently had with the wonderful Deb Houston of Flox Consulting around hiring strategies. And specifically, we had a great conversation around firstly, how to avoid hiring disasters and some of the biggest mistakes that we see businesses make. And today we're moving on to part two of our conversation where we are going to share with you some essential strategies to help you avoid a hiring disaster. These are some strategies that are really practical and are going to help you ensure that the next recruitment project that you undertake is going to be super successful and result in you hiring the right person for your business. Now, we spoke briefly at the beginning of last week's episode about how important making the right hiring decisions is. Inside our people-powered HR community, I teach the framework that is the people pathway. It is the journey that every employee takes in your business and underpinning the people pathway is planning. And in today's chat, Deb and I talk a lot about the importance of planning in ensuring that your recruitment campaign is successful. Because when we fail to plan, we are planning to fail. That's a really, really common, uh, I guess, saying around this. But the truth is, when we go to recruit, so often we are in absolute chaos mode. We're being very responsive and very reactive because we've had a resignation or we've got an urgent need or things are just so crazy busy that we often don't plan it particularly well. In fact, I know most businesses don't plan it at all. And that is one of the key reasons you end up making hiring mistakes when you're employing staff. So today we're definitely going to chat about planning. We're also going to share some of the other strategies that are essential to really making your hiring process successful. We're going to talk about why you really need to understand who you are looking for and why you're hiring right now, having really great clarity. I'm going to talk a little bit about the clean slate exercise, which is something we speak a lot about here on the podcast, and you would have heard me talk about that before. We're going to talk about the importance of shortlisting effectively, because if you get the shortlist wrong, uh, you're interviewing duds, unfortunately. And then, of course, how to master the art of interviewing. And interviewing really is an art form. You know, I've been interviewing people for well over 20 years, so I've done my fair share of interviews. And it is one of those things that getting the runs on the board really, really matters. Knowing how to interview, what question to ask, when to dig a little further, what red flags to look out for. All of these things are really, really important. And we're also going to talk about things like transparency when it comes to hiring and being really transparent with our recruitment process and why that is so important. So today's discussion really is about practical strategies to help you make great hiring decisions every time. 
Now, if you haven't yet caught last week's episode, let me tell you a little bit about the guest we have on the episode today. As I mentioned, her name is Deb Houston, and she's the director of Flocks Consulting. Deb is a hiring strategist and recruitment mentor. Now, Deb and I share a very similar background. We both started our careers in recruitment. I probably transitioned out a little earlier than Deb did, but we've both been working in this field for well over 20 years. So, you know, we've done a bit of hiring in our time. What Deb does now, however, is she's a strategist. She works with businesses and job seekers and hiring managers to nail their interviews and land their dream employees. And she's bringing more than 17 years of experience in the recruitment field to her business where she supports other businesses with these hiring strategies. Deb takes a supportive and consultative approach to recruitment. She personalizes the process for each and every one of her clients and she does love to make sure we have a little fun along the way. She's a super fun person to chat to. And Deb's developed, of course, her own method of recruiting and her own strategies, and that's what she shares with her clients. She's really passionate around helping businesses make great hiring choices and, of course, helping job seekers to get into the right jobs as well. And we share very similar thoughts, strategies, and values when it comes to how to hire and recruit successfully. And one thing I know to be true is you can't outrun a bad hire. If you make the wrong hiring decision, you are definitely heading towards an exit strategy for that person. So getting the hiring piece right is essential to building the right team for your business. So let's get into part two of my conversation with Deb around some strategies that you can employ to ensure you have hiring success every time. So we've unpacked a lot of the the disastrous solutions. What about if we flip this around and look at strategies to prevent these kind of disasters mm-hmm. from happening? And again, we could both probably list a thousand. What what it's what's a big strategy that comes to mind for you in terms of avoiding a disastrous hiring process? Yeah. So um, I think it all starts with taking the time to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stage of a hiring process is not posting your job advert. The first step of your hiring process is to establish specifically what you need and why. And that will change every time you hire. You know, if you have an employee that's left and they've been there 12 months, chances are you're now looking for somebody very, very different Mm -hmm. months ago. Um, So that comes with, I, I, I always get my clients to create a candidate avatar Mm -hmm. Um, you know a bit like marketing techniques you know if you speak to everyone you speak to no one so really getting clear on who you're trying to attract and why Mm. and those cities because if you've got that every time you interview a candidate or you're shortlisting an applicant come back Mm -hmm. and you've got your non-negotiables and then does that person meet the requirements yes or no and it just keeps it very straightforward and everybody is then interviewed equally throughout the process it's all based on what your needs are and that also drives your interview questions so it brings together everything um yeah just by being having a plan and preparation up front and then obviously having a process yeah I agree with that and I think for me that point you made about the recruitment process doesn't start when you post the job ad that's Exactly right. It starts so many more steps before that. Um, and one of the strategies I like to to suggest people use to actually map out the right role, and I love the client, the candidate avatar as well, is 
I sort of teach an exercise which I call the clean slate exercise and it's really a process of scrapping everything that currently exists in your team and your structure and mapping out with where you sit right now, what does the ideal team actually look like? Because you're so right, in 12 months and in certainly over a period of years in business, the roles you needed then aren't necessarily the roles you need now and the resourcing you needed, you know, a, a part-time customer service person might have been great and now you need three full-time people. But unless you stop to actually map that out, you end up kind of band-aiding things and that's not an ideal team structure to support growth. So I suggest this exercise where you throw it all out, start with a clean page and start mapping out Mm. to service the clients you've got, to fulfill the obligations you have, to have the business function. What does the ideal structure actually look like? And if you're the business owner, start with your role first so you don't end up doing all the scraps that are left over because I see that happen a lot as well. And it just helps create that clarity that you were talking about, about what is it that I actually need right now? Because it's probably not what I needed 12, 18, 24 months ago. And that will really help to inform that that candidate avatar piece as well. And I think um, I was just thinking there, I'm, I always say hire today for what mm-hmm. your business needs tomorrow. Yes. That perfectly aligned with what you've just been talking about. Especially yes. growing. Mm. You know, you've, got think, you've got to be thinking about that next step. What's the next hire to get me to where I want to go? Because if you wait till you're there, it's definitely too late. Yeah. yeah which is interesting. Mm. What's another strategy that you like? Um, so I think another strategy is to know how to interview a candidate Mm -hmm. and it sounds easy but the statistics shows not everybody has had interview coaching interview training um you know this is why I do what I do Mm because you have the best applicant in front of you but if you don't know how to interview them or get the best out of them then you're going to miss that potential and miss that opportunity. So um, there are, you know, so many different ways that you can upskill, um, you know, my training workshops or a consult training coaching session, but that you've got to know how to interview. As a leader, as a business owner, you can't succeed without having the right people in your business. So don't underestimate how important understanding how to identify top talent is. I think that's a crucial strategy, like 101. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think we assume we know how to interview just because we've had to do it a few times. There is such an art to interviewing effectively. And I think until you're in the presence of people who do interview really well, it's hard to sometimes explain. Like I'll often get people ask me to write them interview questions. I can give you the interview questions. It's the bits you're going to miss in between that I can't sort of articulate and give you the rabbit holes you need to go down. It's it's the nuances of experienced interviewers that is um, really different. So I agree, get yourself skilled up on interviewing well, learn the art and the craft of doing it. It's it's really important. One of the other strategies that I also think is really important and it's sort of a step ahead of that is getting your shortlisting tight and right because if you've shortlisted badly, you're not going to be interviewing anyone good because you haven't got the right people in the mix for the interviews. Um, and I see this happen a lot when people get complacent and lazy with their shortlisting and just think, I've left the ad up for a couple of days, I'll just deal with whatever's here. Your best applicant may not have applied yet. So getting lazy and only looking at the top, you know, the first 10 people that come through or listening to that referral and saying, I'm just going to interview my friend's brother's next door neighbour, I think can be really problematic. And if you can get the shortlisting right, then 
the people you are interviewing should be the top applicants that are in your entire applicant pool. But if you haven't shortlisted well, you're probably not going to be interviewing the best applicants. And I take it back very similarly to you to getting that clarity about the, the essential things, the needs, yeah. and then the wants, and then the deal breakers. And I get my clients to look at their resumes and their applicants through that lens only. So then again, not getting sidetracked with bells and whistles that aren't important. They're focusing on the essentials and weeding out people that don't meet that or have a deal breaker. So then by the time they're getting to pre-screening and pre-interviewing and interviewing, they should have a really good pool, which I think is really important. Yeah. And I think as well, like time is money. You know, you should only be spending your time interviewing people who you are genuinely excited about and having Mm -hmm. a preliminary conversation, you you see potential rather than I want to interview 10 because it's more choice. And then you get overwhelmed when you interview too many people. You get confused. Which person said that? That? Was that this person or that person? It can become very overwhelming. And I do see businesses and hiring managers interviewing lots of people because they haven't shortlisted well and haven't screened properly. And you don't, you shouldn't ever be interviewing 10 people for a job. And a screening call as well. It's yeah. a, it's just, it's an instant, even if it's a 10, 15 minute chat, do you bond? How do they articulate their experience? How are they excited about the opportunity? Can they? off the top of their head, remember mm-hmm. the advert, and can they list the top three reasons why they'd make a good candidate for that job? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just, it doesn't have to be complex. Not at all. Not at all. A five-minute conversation tells you so much. Yeah, and there's so many different softwares today as well, isn't there? Because yeah. so you've got, like, your mind interviews, which is you send the link and the candidate records themselves. So mm-hmm. So many different ways. Yeah, and you, you know you can you can use all the like, there's so many tools and resources. Even just the back end of Seek, it's yeah. light years better than it used to be in terms of a screening tool. Um, and yeah. just use good old fashioned email and phone. That's totally okay too. Um, any yeah, any communication because you know I think of times when I've started doing screening calls for a position and the applicants clearly just woken up at 10:30am when I've called them and you're thinking well 7am might be a, tr- a tricky start time for them or it's the little things that you pick up on absolutely no mm-hmm. and I think look again there's so many different strategies yeah. that I could sit here and discuss but I think you've got to know what you're hiring and why you've got to have a structure you've got to have a process you've got to be prepared um, and yeah, get help. <laughs> like there are so many different options out there that don't involve paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars to a recruitment agency to make sure that your hiring um, is right. Um, so I think I totally agree. And even if you are using a recruiter, and ironically, my advice to my clients generally is don't. Um, if you are, don't assume that they've done all this work for you. You still have to do all of these things in the process. All they're doing is presenting the applicant as an option for you. Exactly. So a recruiter forms part of your talent attraction strategy. Yes. Not, they're not your recruitment process. Not your hiring person. Hmm. Correct. So they're sourcing talent for you. So they're saving time there, but you've still got to be able to interview, identify top talent and get them across the line. Absolutely. So yeah. And I think with the size of companies that you and I predominantly work with, I think direct hiring methods is good because it's a, as we've said, it's an advertising campaign. Yes. To get your brand story out there, get people to experience your business. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And people, you know, particularly in this market, they want to deal directly with companies. Their preference is not to deal with a third party if they don't have to, because they want to know about your business. And there's so much opportunity in all the ways that we present our role to market these days to really brand our business. And I'll often say to clients, don't write an ad that's very formal and and you know, precise, if you've got a very laid back, cool company culture, because you're going to attract people that like that very formal type of environment. And they're going to get to the interview and think, this this is not for me. So there's going to be transparency, you want to attract people that want to work with you, and you can use video and imagery and language. And it is very much a marketing activity. Absolutely. You've got Yeah, you're looking to evoke emotion, aren't you? And it's the right messaging in the job adverts. You're right. Yeah, you're totally right. So... Mm. Oh, there we go. That's there is a, a lot. That is just a little bit of our brains. Imagine what else we could talk about. <laughs> I think we might need to do another discussion for our podcast on interview questions because I feel like that is a, a rabbit oh, hole we, we could go down. Would. Yeah, yeah, that would be a really good one. Because I think, honestly, there are so many people that ask these interview questions and they're, they're questions that big employers ask yeah. their questions, but they are terrible. They're and so- irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vague and irrelevant. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I reckon that could be a great dis- topic discussion for sure. So Definitely. Is there one, I guess, piece of advice or um, theme that you would like to leave our listeners with today on, on today's episode of avoiding recruitment and hiring disasters? Um, I think, so my catchphrase for my business is, your hiring today affects your business tomorrow. Mm. So I think that just sums up everything that, you know, you and I have discussed today. Mm. And I say that from a, it's a branding, marketing, reputation, candidate experience, um, you know, the dis- how you make your decisions, how you interview, it all somehow affects your business tomorrow Mm. so it's just to be aware um in what you're doing and how you're responding and how you're showing up um yeah so I think that's that's just my parting comment Mm. I love that I love that one of the phrases that I use all the time is that you can't outrun a bad hire so you get the hiring wrong and there is no going back from that. You're looking for an exit strategy of some form or another. So you can save yourself so much time, energy, stress by just putting the effort into the hiring process. Yes. And that's going to, and I totally agree, it's going to set your business up for the success that it's going to have. And add it to that, the money, a bad hire can <laughs> up to 200% of that. Cost. Absolutely. Yes. It's tens of thousands of dollars at least every single time. Yeah. So there you go. Wonderful. Well, Deb, it's been great to chat to you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I definitely think we should uh, catch up in the future and have another discussion that will benefit our listeners. Absolutely. I can't wait. Thanks, Deb. Now, as you probably could have guessed, Deb and I could have chatted about that for days and days and days. And we will definitely have Deb back on the podcast for a future episode where we'll unpack maybe one of the strategies we were talking about or some of the skills that you need to hire effectively in any market. And I'm curious to know whether you find these discussions with um, guest experts like Deb helpful and interesting and informative. If you do, I would be so appreciative if you could head over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a rating and review. 
That helps me know firstly which episodes you are enjoying most and finding most informative and valuable so I can bring you more episodes like that. It also helps other people just like you know that this is a great podcast for them. So if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, I would be truly, truly appreciative. Now, I would love to know about your hiring strategies and what you find most useful and most successful when hiring staff. If you'd like to join us over in our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses, and share your experience, I would love to hear from you. You can get the link to join the group in today's show notes, which is available wherever you're listening to this episode, or just head over to Facebook groups and search HR Support for Australian Businesses, and you will find us there. All right, that is a wrap for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast and I'll chat to you again next week in a brand new episode. Take care.